Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Boy, it's August 24th, and it's episode 165, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of thefantasyfootballauction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Fantasy Auction. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we are uh, going to help you find some of those late values, some discounts. I labeled this thing uh, coupon clipping. Um, just thought about my mother-in-law. I was always clipping coupons to get deals, so we're going to give you guys deals tonight. Yeah, I brought up my mother-in-law on a fantasy football podcast. Sorry, boys. We also have a, a few Twitter questions as well. But, of course, our analysts, they're always here. He's... Uh, just putting in the last minute prep for a uh, big road trip for the big draft. The commish. Slim, how's it going tonight? Will the real Slim Sadie please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Sadie please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. It's going good. It's uh, coming up on the trip. I am looking forward to it. I'm trying to pull my weight here around the house as much as I can so that it <laughs> softens the blow of being gone for a night, but with a new baby in the house. So uh, hopefully I come home and I don't have to walk around on eggshells all day Sunday, but uh, I don't care. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's all good. We're home by noon or whatever. Anyways, it's not so bad. Yeah, it won't be too bad, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. All right, and he's doing some last-minute prep for uh, another auction that Blister and I will both uh, be in as a co-franchise in the EBL. Blister, how's it going tonight? Excellent, man. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of prepping lately, getting pretty excited about the draft coming up. And, uh, you know, I was talking to some uh, person today about his draft, and it just made me can't, you know, couldn't wait to get doing this and I wish I I didn't have obligations tomorrow night so that I could be drafting then as well but no I'm ready I think I'm ready um I got I just keep adding a little bit more information to my sheet it's getting better and better all the time so let's get at her well I'm fired right up when I was sending on the line app about I got you know do are we potting tonight are we doing this and blah 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 like all of a sudden I can feel it's the weekend for me anyways I'm Finishing up an MFL 10, I did a um, 2X just because I wanted to just see where values were out there. So I'm just wrapping that up. Oh, my God, the auto picks that are going on, it's killing me. I don't know if we'll get it finished in time for the uh, regular season. Um, I used my purse winnings from last year, last year the Data Force um, Fantasy Football uh, with Faguzi and those guys. So uh, I had a little bit of money left from that. Unbelievable comeback or lack thereof from my team blister last year. I had that league one. And anyways, my, I'm, I'm in a uh, email draft there. It's interesting. It's not like an MFLE draft. It's, uh, you, you nominate guys and then at 10 o'clock in the morning, boom, 
you can see where the top bid is. And then the live action goes on one player at a time every hour on the hour. You have an hour to go and an hour to go. So it makes it exciting all day long because you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for this guy. Boom. And then you start putting some bids on and another guy. Boom. So it's kind of fun that way. It gives you still that little bit of live action. Then we got the draft tomorrow night, Blister. And then we got the big draft on Saturday night. It's uh, um, it's a good time of year, boys. Yeah, absolutely, Bucks. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and I think after that, we got a draft on. Ooh, on the fourth, I have two. On the sixth, I have another one. Um, and then I think there, who knows? Oh, unless you set up the old uh, couples the league couples, that you did last yeah. year too, we would have that one still yet too. So lots of stuff going on. Yeah, I know. I've been getting hounded for that. So, um, and uh, Slim, on that note, uh, I did some reconnaissance, and it was Shar. I mean, <clears throat> Blister that won the. <laughs> Won the league last year. That's right. There you go. You're right. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, the other exciting thing is we're just seeing uh, memberships and uh, Patreon site subscriptions just uh, flying, uh, getting a notification uh, all the time about guys who are getting ready for their draft and and getting stuff and downloading stuff, and it's awesome. So, if you're looking for a membership to our site, we've got uh, you know. Put a few articles on there that are for members only. You can see some snips of it on the website, defensefootballauction.com. For $14.95, you can get um, auction-only content. It also gives you access to all of our spreadsheets. So the auction value sheet, which is like the vital piece of information, 300-plus um, guys and their auction values with our consensus rankings and our value indicator to let you know if he's a deal or not. Um, that's on there. Blisters, tears, the stuff that he's using live as he changes and tweaks his. You're getting the latest version on our website. Slim's tears. Doesn't tweak him a whole lot after he posts them. Um, but, uh, they're posted just from last week. So they're fresh. Um, my cheat sheets on there with my tears and all my fancy color coding and whatever else, whatever I bring into the draft. That's all there. So 1495 gets you all that goodness. If you want to be a patron, go to, uh, um, just go to our website, click the big orange button that says uh, become a patron, and uh, you can get access there. Uh, well, let's see. Hold on. For $1, you can just say, hey, thanks a lot for uh, doing a doing a podcast like Faguzi did for us a couple weeks ago. Awesome. Um, for 5 bucks, you can just download the spreadsheets, um, those four that I was just talking – four I was just talking about. And, I mean, hey, we threw it out there, and some guys are looking at it on the site right now, and maybe – Maybe you need it for your draft coming up. Uh, um, become an auctioneer. Go over to the site and click on that uh, that link and see what becoming an auctioneer can get you. Blister's been working uh, close with a guy right now, helping him get ready for, for his draft. Actually just got off a phone call, Blister, with him. Yeah, it was, it was good talking to uh, Scott. And uh, hopefully he's kicking butt in that draft right now. I can't wait to see how the team comes turns out. So it'll be it'll be good to hear. I hope I hope it goes well. <laughs> so if you do go to the Patreon site or even on our website, listen, you're going to be able to click a link to get to these uh, spreadsheets. It's going to open up in like a Google viewer, all right? And uh, it, it's real simple, just like any kind of word processor. You click on file, all right, and then you can – Download the download the sheet. It's pretty simple. You can download it as a, a an Excel spreadsheet if you want to do that. You can save it to your own Google Drive if you're using that. You can download it as a PDF. There's lots of different ways that you can get this stuff into your hands. So 
you can download it in, a, in like five or six different ways. So click file, download as, and then uh, do with it what you want. Do all your own editing, create all your own tiers. Those are all the things that we advocate. Um, and uh, that's how you can use it. So uh, website for the membership, Patreon for the spreadsheets and more. Um, thanks so much for all the support out there. It's been uh, a lot of fun uh, talking to guys getting ready for their draft. Huh. That was a long plug. Okay, you guys ready? Do it, sir. All right, if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. All right, so like I said, we got a good show tonight. We're going to talk about some values and discounts for your auction draft. Um, but first, we're going to answer some Twitter questions. Ooh, we just got a letter? Hmm. Anyways, just keep keeping that in mind. I might get shunned by some uh, iTunes reviews if I play the infamous Blues Clues. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Mother-in-law and <laughs> in the same podcast, guys. Anyways, here's some questions. Let's just uh, talk about them. We just posted four here. The first one is from at Drink Pacifico. He asks, if I go wide receiver heavy, who are some late running backs uh, that you think can break out? Um, did he list that, Slim, or was that part of his question? No, that's after? all part of his question. Okay, so part of his question also, um, who's going to be this year's Melvin Gordon, um, Blunt, uh, Jordan Howard, or Ajayi, who pumped a couple TDs tonight, I may add. So, uh, Slim, let's start with you. Uh, who do you think are going to be some RBs this year that he could hit? Well, I think if I kind of break it down player by player, um, some late running backs, we'll talk about a lot of them coming up, but – uh, if I think of an Ajayi, a kind of guy who's in a timeshare that could emerge with uh, some increased workload for whatever reason, I immediately think of two guys, Tevin Coleman, Derek Henry. To me, uh, yeah, those guys are super talented. They're just only thing holding them back is another talented running back there. If they can somehow get consistent playing time, they should be able to produce. Uh, somebody kind of in the Melvin Gordon light, guy with high draft pedigree, um, you know, with him, he kind of disappointed his first season, broke out his second. Uh, I look at maybe guys like uh, Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon this year, guys that were drafted fairly high um, with big expectations maybe looming for their teams. Um, somebody like LeGarrette Blunt, I think kind of this goal line hammer, uh, jumps guy I think of as, uh, as Perrine in Washington. He's got Kelly there who isn't, you know, he's kind of just an average type running back. Um, so if Perrine can carve out this niche on the goal line and maybe even more so, then I think that offense should have enough, uh, red zone opportunities that Perrine should be fairly valuable. And, you know, then Jordan Howard, I think of some late, uh, round or later drafted kind of players, some guys that I kind of gravitate to, uh, Hunt in Kansas City, Marlon Mack in Indy, and maybe a guy like DeAndre Washington in Oakland, I think. Uh, they're kind of in running back by committees right now, but there's not necessarily anybody, you know, super talented ahead of them that it's could be, you know, by week eight, by week 10, those guys could all have carved out kind of the RB one role in that offense. And all those offenses could be, you know, fairly viable. So I think those guys definitely have some maybe RB one upside in the second half of the season. 
Nice blister. A couple of names that I like that he mentioned, Coleman and Derek Henry. I like that on their own, even in the committee, they're valuable. They're going to give you some RB2 uh, floors, but with an injury and an opportunity, they're going to be really high ceiling guys at RB1. Is there anybody that Slim didn't mention, Blister, that you'd be looking at in this situation? Wide receiver heavy RBs? Yeah, Slim was pretty thorough there. Every time I, uh, he kept talking, I kept, oh, <laughs> that's, that, guy I'm like, oh, that's my guy. So yeah, and you know, I, I like to point out too, like when you do something like that, I, I think back to a couple of years ago and you know, a guy like David Johnson, I had him, and he was yeah. riding the bench for a while behind Chris Johnson. But, you know, we knew the potential could be there, and and so I kind of sat on him, sat on him. When he, when he got his chance to play, he, he pretty much rode me to the, to the championship. So there are guys, like Slim mentioned, that are out there. I like, like what he said, like Marlon Mack and Samaji P. Ryan and Kareem Hunt. Those are guys that I think are, would be in that similar situation. You might have to sit on them for five or six weeks. But That's other nice. guys, too, uh, Jonathan Williams and Buffalo, I just worry uh, kind of overall about that offense in the sense that yeah. um, they got rid of Sammy and I'm not sure what they're going to do with LaShawn. I, I hope he stays put, but you know, I think at some point if, John, if Jonathan Williams gets a chance, um, I think he could do that. He could be a big uh, a big back for you. And I guess the only other couple guys are Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones in Green Bay. Um, if Ty Montgomery, something happened to him, they, those are the next guys up. It's hard to say which one it'll be right now, but they do have, uh, for running backs, a good strength of schedule. Uh, they have the 28th easiest strength of schedule for running backs so you know those guys there too could be someone to keep an eye on and I think um, you know in those terms of guys that are going to take you to the championship those they have the potential those guys there so uh, Slim had a pretty thorough job and those are just a few names I might add to that good additions Blister hey I'm going to go to you for the next one uh, um, at Alheiser Adam any advice on Odell Beckham uh, how much with the new injury like what are the what are your concerns there with this injury and that ankle blister, what do you think about Odell? What's his value? He does worry me. Out of the top five receivers, I kind of was shying away from Odell this year. I had him on my team last year, and, you know, I I felt more frustration over the course of the season than I did, you know, happy to have him. So he worries me with that ankle. He can, he can, what worries me too is he can go into a, a sad pouting spree at times and, and be whiny and, uh, you know, and really produce like not nothing at all. And so that kind of worries me as well. Uh, you know, Odell's game is going to depend on Eli. Eli's got a fairly tough schedule, 10th toughest schedule. Um, Odell's schedule is 19th, so he's middle of the pack, but it's not terrible. I just, I worry, I, I you know, because when a guy is going to cost you over $50, I don't think it's easy to spend when you go in there with some kind of doubt in your mind. So I'm, I'm probably, well, I know I'm steering clear of Odell Beckham. Um, Slim, anything to add there? God, I just hated when I watched him get hurt and then he walks off and he's, and then he's in the, well, the I'm hallway. not going to comment no, on no any No one's of around and, oh, oh, my ankle. Is that a camera? mannerisms. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Anyways, anyway, Slim, anything else but, outside of that to add? Um, well, I think, well, our listeners might love this. We're saying Qua, he's going to love this. I actually kind of completely disagree with Blister because until I know more about that injury, um, I'm not that worried about it. I think if he misses one game, that's nothing for me. AJ Green, well, probably, you know, could easily yeah. miss a game. He gets nicked sure. up. Julio's the same. Um, so I'm hoping now, my question, is he a value? Right now he's at 59 bucks. It's, that's pretty steep. I, I get it if you like him. Um, 
for me, other than Antonio Brown, he is right up there with uh, Julio. Um, and AJ Green's kind of right underneath him for me in terms of three guys that I think are on the cusp of really uh, like a really monster fantasy season. Um, I just think that things could be shaping up for for one year, especially if Marshall can stay there maybe next year. Um, there's enough receivers finally there in New York to maybe take some of that pressure off of Odell and let him see a little more single coverage. Um, so like to him, for him to get like a 1600 reception or a yard reception season with, you know, 17 touchdowns or something stupid like that. I honestly don't think that's necessarily out of the question one of these years. Um, so if I could get him for 50 bucks, I would yeah. jump all over that. Uh, cause I think some guys will be scared of that injury and could be rightly so. I mean, my thing with ankle injuries is, they can linger, man. Like, uh, and that's the last thing you want is some lingering injury like that. So he's got to bounce back. I like the fact that he was running around and it made it look all good and everything like that. Um, cause I think that's more the case than him laying on the floor, uh, digging his fingernails into the, into the flooring there at, uh, <laughs> the stadium. Now, but, Slim, Slim uh, I know you, you're going to walk into a draft though and you're going to bring that up, man. Like he actually looked really hurt there. Like, I don't think that was a show. You're going to play that up pre-draft yeah, and then try I don't know. to find out. Um, well, no? yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I think Roto World <laughs> did a good job. Well, I, yeah, I think you could for sure. Um, I think Roto World kind of did some of that for us by posting this this article. I'll just say, like, we were at a, playing our baseball final the other night, having some drinks after. Win? Yeah, we did. So we had some beers. And then a couple guys in our team, we were sitting around having drinks and – they boom, their phone goes off. Oh, Odell is going to miss some time with this injury. And of course that became the topic of the conversation. Sure. And we started making fun of certain things that he did and <laughs> has done in the past and whatever. But, um, yeah, I think people, it's, it's already there. People are thinking about that a lot and, um, we'll see kind of how the rest of training camp goes. I mean, I don't think obviously we're not seeing them in any more preseason games. So that's, we know that for a fact, but, um, I'm definitely going to be watching for a value because uh, I, I really don't worry if he misses one. If he's missing three, then yeah, I probably, like Lister said, uh, going to maybe look to to pass. But again, if he goes for cheap enough, then um, everybody's viable. But yeah, with three games, I think somebody's still going to want to pay fairly close to market value. Uh, that's going to take me out of the bidding. Well, Slim, I'm going to let you know we had a lot of giggles over here. Uh, shout out to Sean Mahoney. Um, he's watching us live. Uh, one of the guys in our ECL league, he is commenting about if Blister rubs his head anymore, he may run out of – oh, whoops, he already did that, run out of hair. Um, it was up, He was giving me a shout out for my laundry room sink, which I think has become a staple to the studio now. So, uh, shout out to Mahoney. We're giggling here while you're talking. I don't think Blister heard one word that, uh, that he said about Beckham because he was too busy laughing and texting. So I could hear something and I didn't know. <laughs> I tried to mute it. I tried to mute it, but I pressed the wrong button. Just like with so, my sniffling. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Slim, let's just go back to you anyways because I want to hear your responses, uh, um, to this tweet. I just want to because it was uh, tweeted at you, so it's good. At Eric Schaefer asks, uh, do you think Philly's DST will be quote unquote elite? Question. Um, 
First of all, I wanted to ask you, and this is a serious question, I guess. Ask me or ask we, him? No, you. Do we okay. have on our podcasts, do we have uh, uh, like a, an advisory for any explicit language or anything ever? I normally don't have an explicit language. Uh, I don't normally click, at, click that uh, little button, but I could today if you want me to. No, I just know that sometimes okay. I like to, I don't, you know, you guys know me, I like to speak maybe a little bit too freely in a casual setting like this. Um, anyway, I was just curious about that. It made me think. So to answer this question, um, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I, one, I don't even know what this means, elite. And I'm, I say this tongue in cheek. I said this on Twitter too to some guys. I, it's tongue in cheek. I mean, Eric's yeah, yeah, been in some mock drafts with us and stuff. He's a good guy. He's a good follow. Yeah. He's uh you know, so yeah, he's, but, he's, he's a, an active, an active uh, member of our auction. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yes, yes, for sure, man. He's uh, he's a good guy from <laughs> so he'll stuff that he's done with us. Yeah, uh, maybe he won't. I don't know. So I'm going to try and uh, knock that a little bit. But that was my first instinct when I read it. I was like, "Are you serious? Really? First of all, elite. I don't even know what that means. Like, are we talking about 85 bears and you know stuff like that, or are we just talking about like, are they a top five defense in 2017? It's like that whole. We well, joke more about quarterbacks. Is this quarterback yeah. elite? But, and then we're talking about DST, which to me, as you guys know, I know we've talked about this. Like I refuse to do our rankings of DST. <laughs> I think I finally deleted them off the web page because, uh, no one was doing them except for blister because I find them a waste of time. And as I said on Twitter to somebody, um, like I don't even play in any leagues anymore that have DSTs or kickers. So it's made me just completely like wipe them off my radar. I, now really don't have to give a shit about them. So, uh, Blister, I want you to answer this question because I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> I think he just threw that out there just to piss you off and get you going. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> but I, like I saw it. the I quotations. Hope, I hope he has another good one next week. Okay. Kicker question uh, next this week. This could be very well be <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Kicker question. I don't know. Philadelphia, I've had them as a DST a couple times. I think I might have had them in the ECL even last year. And they, next, baby. it depends. I guess it all depends on the scoring in a sense, like it's hard to say. I think our scoring might have been a little bit more, but I'm looking at stats from FF today. I like to go there for my stats. And, uh, they finished not, or sorry, eighth last year, only 20 points less than the first place Vikings, according to this one. And, yeah. but the thing is, they only had 92 fantasy points. However, that scoring worked out. So I don't think anybody that gets, you know, 92 or 100 fantasy points is elite. Um, you, this year, who knows? They're ranked about the middle of the pack. Um, I, I would, uh, to me, elite is going to be somebody that you know stands out a, a lot above the rest, and I I can't see that happening with Philadelphia's D. Uh, so I'll say no. Well, and the the bigger question is, even if they're elite or not elite, so does that mean you spend two dollars on them? Like really, oh. that's the you know what I mean? Like that's the question, right? Like exactly. it's, not really a, it's not a big yeah. auction question. So do you think they're going to yeah. be elite? Like should I? Should I put a two dollar entry bid on them? Like I, I don't know what like. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. Anyway, no. Well, no. You should. You, you should. You should take um the Bills defense. This is my recommendation. Pick pick the, the Bills defense because they play the Jets week one, and then stream the next week whoever plays the Jets, and then stream the next week whoever plays the Jets. That's that's how you play a defense, and, and yeah. it's exactly what you do. So pick the bills and sit on them because no one's going to take them anyways. So sit on them at the end of your draft, nominate, nominate them for a buck, take them, 
play the Jets, dump them. I don't know who the Jets play week two, but then pick up that defense on the waiver. Done. I just completed all the DST auction info that you need. There you go. That's all right. Sound advice too. Okay, good. Well, I mean, honestly. Anyways, um, okay. So next next question, uh, Blister, let's go to you. This is at um, Justin zero nine one seven. Um, I think it's his birthday. First of all, that's my first. That's the first part of the question. You think that he was uh, the seventeenth of September is his birthday? Could be. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I can't, believe, I can't think that there was 917 guys before him that picked that handle. So anyways, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Too so, big a um, number to be his hockey number. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Um, so the question is, uh, thoughts on Devontae Parker and, uh, Stefan Diggs value. Now, first of all, I love Parker with Jake Cutler. Cutler wants to just bomb it out there and, and uh, Parker, he's not afraid to catch. So, anyways, that's my thought on it. Go, Blister. Well, I think they got decent value. Um, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, he's – well, I think you can get him for under 20, and definitely I think Parker goes for under 20. But what I like about them as well is their strength of schedule. Stefan Diggs is the 29th easiest, and Parker's sitting at the 22nd easiest. And I, I really think Parker hasn't shown much. He's had flashes, but there's high expectations. And I think – this is a year where he's really got to step it up. And, and I know all signs right now are kind of pointing and hinting and indicating that he's going to go in that direction. Started taking things a little more seriously. Uh, started looking after himself a lot more. Stefan Diggs last year, he, he was pummeled with targets and he got banged up a bit. But, um, you know, we have him going for around $16 and there was Devontae way down there about seven. Now that's, that's great. That's value too, for potentially a, yeah, for a guy that, you know, could become a, a pretty prominent part of their offense. So I think those are great guys. I, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to lead my team. I wouldn't want them being my wide receiver one, but I'd be happy to have them on my team as my two or my three, perhaps for Parker, um, maybe a flex position. But I do like their, I, I do like their value both coming in quite comfortably under 20. I think, uh, I don't know what'll happen in our league. Like we have, one Viking fan on Saturday, I think he might he two, might want him a little bit more. Two? Oh, oh no. Klinger? What's Klinger? Vikings fan. Is Klinger even like football? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. I, mean, I, mean, I heard he's uh, um, drafting uh, um, Dalvin Cook, whatever it costs. Ted, 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 Teddy, Teddy Tugons, I heard he's going to be a starting quarterback. That's how much he knows. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Anyways, no, I think it's great value right now, current auctions, and uh, with some real good upside there. So I don't mind, uh, wouldn't mind having either of them on my team. Absolutely. So anything to add to that? Um, I I like Parker uh, at seven bucks right now. Currently, as our AAVs, um, I like what I've seen so far from preseason. Uh, for some reason, he seems to have this rapport with uh, with Cutler. And there's like these you see on Twitter talking, well, oh, this is like the Cutler to Alshon type connection here. And you know what? Maybe Jay will just pump him with targets and this could be a good thing. Uh, we've been waiting to see this athleticism. He showed glimpses. Hopefully he's, you know, healthy for a season and he can do that. So for seven bucks, if I'm getting him as like a wide receiver, uh, three or even better off less than that, then that's awesome. With Diggs, I think, you know, we have him kind of consensusly ranked just outside of the 
uh, as a wide receiver two or just outside the wide receiver two. So I think he's like 27th or something like that on our board uh, consensus. So to get him as kind of uh, a wide receiver two, I'm not really sold yet. I think there's definite upside. I just don't know about the consistency. And I wouldn't doubt, I'll be honest, if like next year this time he's in the talk as maybe like the a new wide receiver one kind of thing, like what we saw a couple of years ago when DeAndre Hopkins jumped up and, uh, you know, so we might just be a year too early, but I think the skills are there. Uh, not necessarily sold on the QB situation, even though I don't mind Bradford. We'll probably get to that a little bit later. Um, so if I can get him for, you know, less than 15 bucks, I think that's awesome. Ideally, I want him as a wide receiver three, though, that I can right. hopefully he has upside and then he starts plugging in more into my starting lineup. Slim, go ahead. Oh, I just was looking at some numbers. He missed three games last year, but I think he played banged up a little bit too, but he had 84 grabs. You know, prorate that yep. through 16, he would have been over 100, which, you know, if he could do that this year, yeah. he, could, he could get 100 grabs, 1,000 yards. <laughs> Very picking those stats, though. I, kind of, I mean, well, no, that's that's the one yeah. thing I get that, but it's it's hard to say. You know, I don't know. I, I, but I think the talent is definitely there. I'm not going to argue that for a second. I think, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he's uh, being drafted as like a wide receiver eight overall next year or something like that. I really wouldn't. But oh. um, injuries kind of have plagued him a little bit, and um. A couple little minor red flags, but if he can stay in the field, you're right. I think there is definite uh, high ceiling there to be had. Uh, Slim, we had a question come in uh, from our league member, Sean Mahoney. Uh, He wanted to hear your take on rookie values this year, and uh, more importantly, is McCaffrey your highest rookie, uh, highest valued rookie this year? My highest valued in terms of well, my highest I think, rank. Do you value or? him the highest is what I'm thinking. Yeah. No. So is he a value? Is he a value? No, I don't think he's a value. Uh, I would still rather have Mixon over him at their current prices. And I, yeah, I guess he's probably the only one. But rookie prices tend to be um, pretty, pretty skewed, I think, oftentimes. Like, yeah. You know, I, I look at McCaffrey again. We'll get into this later um, because I have Jay Stu as a value, uh, pretty considerable value in my opinion. I don't think it's necessarily like he's not just going to come in and get all the the touches. I mean, you got to remember there's an offense that has never really shown a propensity to throw to the running back. Um, are they just going to change that overnight? I don't know. We'll see. But Jonathan Stewart's still going to be there, and I think he's still going to be involved and be getting carries. And I don't know. Maybe he gets some goal line work. We'll, we'll see. Um, does he have value? For sure. Um, I, I like Mixon's upside a little bit more, even though there still seem to be plugging Jeremy Hill. I don't know if, what the fuck that is, if it's trying to drum up some trade interest or, or what, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely am skeptical of rookies a lot. Uh, you know, not so much as running back, obviously wide receiver more, but you know, Fournette's another guy. He's still going for just under 40 bucks. To me, that's too high in an offense that they don't even know who they got a quarterback. They seem lost. Um, I don't want a running back in that offense that's going to probably have a negative game script just about every week, just like they did a couple years ago. So, um, yeah, I, I, I always say buyer beware with rookies. Right. 
Okay, there you go, Sean. There's uh, there's your answer from Slim. Um, he's kind of talked about rookies before, but there's specifically uh, info for today. So we're talking about values tonight, guys. So let's just get into it. What we're looking for right now is uh, we're going to break down some values at each of the positions. One of the big things here is um, trying to find guys that are going to either have that big upside or um, are going for cheaper than where we kind of have them ranked, those types of guys. Because when you're working your budgets and you're in draft and you spend an extra five bucks, these are the guys you need to fall to. These are the guys you need to have in your back pocket. You have to have the coupons clipped. You need to be ready to um, ready to roll. You can't be thinking, oh, geez, which guys are on my short list here if my budget goes sideways? Um, you need to have them already dialed in. So, uh, Blister, let's start with you. Why don't uh, you talk to us about a, um, a quarterback or two that you think right now are values heading into 2017? Do I have to talk about the guys you got listed? No, you do not. I just so on that note on the website um, we have all of our rankings, the consensus rankings. Then it shows you shows you the average auction value, the AAV, which we refer to lots for 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. Then what it also has is uh, something called a value indicator. It's our VI, um, and it shows from green to red. It has like. Uh, um, a rainbow of colors on there. Guys that show up in green are demonstrated as values because where we have them ranked and, you know, let's say somebody's ranked as an RB10, um, but everyone, you know, the rest of the industry has them as an RB15, then he's a value, right? So that's a, the auction value and where they are positionally ranked. That's how we can – determine if there's a value. So I just highlighted on the show notes a few guys that are bright green on our website. But Blister, obviously, pick uh, things are different. Give her. All right. Well, I think one of the best values this year is Cam Newton. And right now he's going for around $6. And he's a quarterback two years ago that was your number one. So last year he was drafted quite high and with high expectations, and he didn't live up to it. Last year he had one of the toughest schedules that he's had probably in his uh, history in the league. Two years ago when he was the number one, he had one of the easiest schedules in the league. This year, Cam Newton has the second easiest schedule in the league. And I think, you know, with the addition of some of the weapons he has, um, McCaffrey, guys like that, I think he's going to, you know, some of his points could just come from dumping the ball off to McCaffrey uh, and letting him do all the work. And plus, I think he's still got enough probably pride or ego or whatever you want to say that he's still not going to give the ball up at the goal line all the time. You know, maybe the odd time, but I think he's still going to get his fair share of uh, end zones uh, touches there. So I, I think he's one of the better values at only averaging $6 right now. Um that's one of the guys I like. I think Kirk Cousins, although he has one of the toughest schedules, is going for two or three bucks. Um, that's kind of surprising. I think they're going to throw it quite a bit because that backfield is kind of questionable. And so I think that's another guy that you can sit on. And even Phillip Rivers, although they kind of have a tough schedule, the receivers have, the I think, the toughest schedule for wide receivers. Um, I still think every year, Philip, uh, you know, I've, I kind of always am down on him, but he yeah. always puts out fantasy numbers and, uh, you know, he keeps on producing. So those are all guys that are really cheap that I think that, you know, when you look, and you know, we look at the scoring of your league and we talk about this time and time again, 
when you look at the scoring every league, what you'll notice is there's not a real big variance often between the guy that you might pay $35 for in Aaron Rodgers and the guy that you might pay $2 for in Kirk Cousins. Like, uh, yeah. average points per game might be down to two or three, where as you took that $33 in savings and that could be your running back too, you know, and yeah. so it's, that's the biggest thing with quarterbacks, but I think that that's some value. Um, some of the guys that kind of stuck out and surprised me. Slim, do you have anybody on the QB list that you find a value? Yes, sir. Uh, first off, I want to say we're doing our home draft this weekend and I hate this because it sucks. Me and Blister <laughs> kind of talked like, yeah. there goes, like I'm, I, my thought crossed my mind, like how bad do I want to sandbag some of these assholes? Cause <laughs> I know like we're going to give out like, cause I'm telling you, I'm going to go on some lists that, uh, these are guys that don't necessarily show up on our VI, uh, yeah. because maybe they come from my individual rankings a little bit more than our consensus rankings and stuff. So they might be a little more hidden in terms of that value indicator metric that we use because they are my own personal, um, um, values. But, uh, uh, I want to just, I love Andy Dalton this year. Like he is going to be, I'm expecting big things, man. Like, there's question marks on D. I think their O line's weak. I think they got negative game scripts a lot. Plus, he's got AJ Green. He's got Eifert. Uh, for how long? We don't know. Uh, Mixon can catch the ball to the backfield. Geo can catch the ball to the backfield. Jeremy Hill is hopefully not playing, but, um, you know, and even in their secondary receivers, I don't necessarily mind, you know, let's see what Tyler Boyd can do. Uh, we haven't heard anything from John Ross, but I mean, maybe he's that field stretcher that's good for one big play here and there, uh, periodically. So I just think it's going to be a, a green light for Dalton to maybe throw it around. Um, we've, I've thought this a couple of years ago. He kind of was the ultimate streaming guy because against like shitty defenses, he can torch them. He has in the past. Um, so. I like that, knowing that. Uh, I expect him to continue to do that. So he's a guy I'm targeting. You can get him for, you know, a buck or two. And then Carson Palmer's another guy. Um, he kind of got a bad rap last year. He was playing banged up. But if you look at his numbers from, like, week eight on, he uh, had a touchdown in every game, and he only had, uh, in six of those games, uh, he had more, at least two touchdowns or more. So... Um, he was putting up numbers. He had a couple picks here and there, but he was still balancing that out in the touchdown category. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is a freak of nature. I expect yeah. a big season from him. Again, he's got his running back in the backfield who's essentially a wide receiver. Um, and then he's got some other talented receivers. Like, I like J.J. Nelson. I'm hoping Jerron Brown gets healthy because I like him when he is. So there's also this these secondary receivers that aren't too bad. Um so, yeah, these are two very cheap guys that I just think we should all be streaming. And if we are, these have to, these two guys have to be on your radar. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a lot of one and two dollar guys that you can plug and play. I mean, maybe not in the two QB league, which, no. you know, makes it a little bit different, but you know, if we're looking at AAVs right now, you could spend four dollars on Stafford and Rivers, let's say, like, I mean, Stafford finishes in the top 10 every year. And what we just talked about, Philip Rivers, that's $4, you know? And I think that you're going to, if you play the matchup right week in and week out, you're going to be a, a top 10 quarterback on any given week. So, uh, again, just, just proves the advocating for that quote-unquote late-round quarterback mentality. Yeah, man. 
Anyways, let's move, move. So that's quarterbacks. And I think we've, we've talked to death about, uh, cheap guys that we like. Let's move on to running backs, guys. Blister. Um, our value indicators talk about some big guys like Crowell and Montgomery and Ty Montgomery because we've got them ranked, uh, 10 and 11 right now in our consensus rankings, but, uh, they're going for cheap compared to what a RB 10 and 11 should go for. Our VI right now is like minus 11 on them. And that means it's $11 savings. That's as good as it gets outside of, well, Larry Fitz, and we'll talk later, but I think it's about as good as it gets. Who else do you add on this list, Blister? Or you could talk about those two if you want. No, I think they are, uh, they are pretty good value. I like that you got Amir Abdul on there too. We haven't seen much out of Amir Abdul yet, so his price is staying quite low. Probably get him always for under $15, but he has the potential to outproduce, outproduce that quite, quite, quite handily. Um, other guys too that I think, like one of the things that I think when we look at value, you, you look at what their potential is, but one of the scary things that running back is, uh, it could be a top, you no, know, 10, 11 running back and that could be 200 points worse than the top one and two running back, you know, so it's, it's a little different than at, at, um, quarterback or even, maybe even wide receiver when your, your, your number 10 running back is significantly further down versus your number 20 running back probably isn't that much different than your number 10. So I think probably when you're really looking at value, uh, you could probably look more so at your, Guys even further down the list. So when I look at value here and guys that I think that are going to produce, you know, either I, I think I got two opinions. Either I'm going to spend a, a lot of money on one of the big names or I'm dropping quite a ways down and I'm looking at guys like, uh, maybe LeGarrette Blount or, uh, Danny Woodhead, uh, guys like Spencer Ware, uh, Amir Abdullah, guys like that because I think the difference between them and your 11 and 12 running back isn't as significant as it is between your uh, 11 and 10 and your number one. And the, But the cost savings is even better. When I look at some of the costs, you know, of uh, you know, Abdullah's at 11, we have him at 11. We have uh, Terrence West at $4. They've got a great strength of schedule as well. Um, Theo Riddick's cheap, seven bucks. CJ Anderson is going for about six bucks. Like that, to me, that's the area where the best value is in, in the running back class this year. Uh, if you started your team off with, uh, Ware and Abdul, you might spend 25 bucks and you could fill it up with Doug Martin and guys like that for seven, eight bucks. And I think you'd have a pretty strong running back team. Yeah, for sure. Slim, uh, what do you want to add to that list? Uh, like you mentioned, Martin, I really honestly, I find myself so on the fence with a guy like him. I, I watch him in preseason and maybe it's the, probably is actually now that I think of it, the hard knocks kind of thing. I, it's this, uh, I don't want to call it recency bias necessarily, but he's just, he's out there now and I'm seeing more of him than ever before probably at this juncture of the season. But I, I think he looks good and I just, yeah. um, I, I, obviously we don't want to see him miss games, but then we've seen him look good and then we've seen him look like shit and I just don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time buying in fully, but, um, so I really don't, I haven't drafted him really anywhere, but he's kind of on my radar and I just, and I usually get too scared to pull the trigger, but definitely a guy I like, um, uh, some other guys that Blister mentioned. I mean, I love Terrence West. Uh, Daniel, Danny Woodhead's already got a hamstring injury, which pisses me off because I love Danny yeah. Woodhead, but. Uh, Dixon, he might not even be any good. Plus, he's missing time. So if if West can do anything these first few weeks, you know Dixon might not even get that much burn. So he can really cut into that. Um, so I think 
he's a great guy to have if you're if you're grabbing some of these guys that we kind of mentioned earlier and we'll probably mention again here that we expect to have a chance to break out near the end of the season. West is a great little uh, kind of bridge to get to those guys for the end of the year. You know he's going to get a lot of snaps early on. Uh, hopefully, you know, in week five, six, he still gets a few. And then by then, hopefully, maybe you don't even care anymore because you've hit on a couple of these later guys and they're starting to emerge. And now you're just, you're just rolling the hot hand and recycling and, and, you know, grabbing someone off waivers, whatever it might be. Um, Jay Stu for six bucks, a guy that I, I like, uh, I, I love Christian McCaffrey as a talent. I just don't know how exactly how much they're going to use him. So for six bucks, he's dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, Darren Sproles, I'm really loving for three dollars. Like, Legarrette Blunt is trash. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the other? Oh, sorry, Wendell Smallwood has apparently looked pretty bad in pass protection. So he might not see the field that much. Uh, Donnell Pumphrey has looked brutal, and I think he's like maybe their fifth running back on their depth chart right now. Thought I saw Evan Silva tweet something tonight. So, like, he might not even make a roster. I don't even know. Like, Darren Sproles, to me, is a guy who could, like, be the steal of this year's draft, man, in PPR leagues. And I, w- I will say this is all for PPR, too. So. Yeah, right. Um, then I get into these kind of $1 guys. Like, we mentioned DeAndre Washington and Oakland. Uh, I like Hunt and Casey. I like Mack and Andy. I even like Alvin Kamara for a buck in New Orleans. These guys, I think are guys that could have the opportunity to start carving out a role more and more and more as the season progresses uh, for various reasons. Like, I don't trust Marshawn Lynch's back, for per se. Like, he already retired once. He had back issues. I don't – I I just went for massage today because my back is messed up. Like, back injuries are no joke, I don't think. So, um, do I really want uh, running back? Like, do I really want to draft Lynch as a guy who loves to just lower his head and – initiate contact with a bad back. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to hold up for 16 games. Um, P Ryan, we talked about, he's maybe a little more than a buck, but he could carve out that goal line role. Uh, I love Shane Vereen because I think the rest of the giants running backs are hot garbage. So <laughs> to me, he's got the easiest way to a consistent, um, a consistent niche in that offense. Uh, and I think they're going to pass it quite a bit. So he's by far, to me, their best pass receiver in, out of the backfield. Um, and then I go to even guys like Rex Burke and D'Angelo Henderson now. Uh, Rex, only because it's a sweet he's the cheapest guy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. A, and he's the cheapest guy in that offense. Like, I'm never going to buy Mike Gillisley at what he costs right now. Um, because why would I pay $20, $25 for a running back in a New Orleans or New England offense like he I, Bill Belichick is just gonna go game script dependent um, and to me Burkhead has the versatility he can do everything so uh, if Dion Lewis is gonna be banged up and maybe not play you could put him out in the field and he finally gives the Patriots uh, for a long time a guy that can disguise the looks of what they want to do like last year when Blunt went out you knew it was gonna be a run Um so now you can put a guy like Burkhead out there and he, he, uh, it allows the offense to do so much more. So I think for a buck, I want that versatility. And D'Angelo Henderson's kind of maybe this hotter name that's creeping up. But look at the guys ahead of him. C.J. Anderson is 
other than a stretch a couple of years ago in the second half of the season that won Blister Dynasty League. Yeah. And, I, and I traded him to him for <laughs> fuck nothing, I think. Now that I look back, yeah, yeah it was yeah. shit. I got ripped off now that I look back on <laughs> Now he's mad. You, you owe me a beer this weekend. No, I never get mad on that. Um, but then he's got Jamal Charles, who's old and coming off a knee injury, and Devontae Booker just broke his hand. And now this kid's coming into camp and can, like, he's just looks electric. So he's just climbing up the depth chart, man. And there's these guys that are dropping like flies ahead of him. It's not out of the question that he can carve out a role there as well. And you're going to get him maybe for free. You could probably maybe even in some drafts pick him up on waivers after the draft, uh, depending on how deep the leagues are. So those are kind of my cheap guys that uh, are flying maybe, you know, I don't want to say under the radar, but, no, but they maybe don't show up on our site as as – dark green value indicator guys. So, Right. But guys, you can target and, um, if, when you need to save a few bucks. Now, speaking of saving a few bucks, what do you guys think about this double? What do you think about spending, uh, you know, I don't know, 15 to 20 bucks on Run DMC and the Muscle Hamster versus uh, doing the same for, I don't know, Carlos Hyde or, uh, you know, Tevin Coleman or somebody in that kind of range. Do you, do you spare the bench spot, hold Dougie on there, run run Darren McFadden for a few weeks, and then Dougie comes in and rips it up? Definitely. I think yeah. that goes to the roster construction side. Like, you got to look at if you're drafting a suspended guy, and this would make Zeke kind of a risk. We don't know when he's suspended yet. Like, we don't know if he's missing the first games, the last games. Maybe he misses no games, and, and you're laughing. But... um I know, like, our buddy Dave, actually, he's been tweeting me, we've been talking here as we pod, but he was talking the yeah. other day on Twitter. Like, he thinks some, a lot of these Dallas guys are starting to think this could be a Tom Brady type thing where he just appeals it and appeals it, and maybe he doesn't miss any time this year. If he does, maybe it's next year. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I think if you're going to draft a suspended guy, you definitely want to look at – uh are these some guys on your roster that you think can emerge as the season goes on? And I think we've tried to give you a good mix tonight. So yeah. you should have some names now to, to really go after. And and guys on that note, I like quiz. I yeah, think I do that too. If, you get, if you can take the job and you can get him for under five bucks, like he starts with it, he might just muscle the hamster right out of there, you know, pardon the pun, but. Um, and he could be, he could be a, I don't know, RB two anyways for, uh, for a fin. Well, and as soon as somebody goes down, like he's back in, in the mix for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely good for, uh, um, early season. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's take a look, uh, blister. Let's go into, um, where are we next? Are we on some wide receivers? Yeah. So on, uh, again, VI guys that are high, um, in the dark green on the site, We've talked about him before, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams. Uh, Larry Fitz is the number one guy. Willie Sneed's number two as far as value indicators uh, across any position. Um, even Tyrell Williams shows up there as our wide receiver 34 um, for, you know, single-digit dollar values. So, Blister, um, what are some guys that you're seeing as values or you're willing to spend a couple bucks on with high upside? 
Well, I really like what like Larry Fitzgerald, like Slim said earlier. I mean, he's he's going to produce in that offense. He's going to be the main guy right now. Everybody behind him is kind of questionable or banged up. So I think for twelve dollars, that's a steal of a buy. Um, I do like Willie Sneed too. He's always going for around that ten dollar range. I think often it's because you know everyone's money is spent and they can't afford to yeah. go any higher. So I think he he could be a pretty good value. He could be also one of the biggest disappointments that there is this year. I, you know, I'm not quite sure yet. I just, I think that people are probably overlooking Ted Ginn and I don't like Ted Ginn at all, but you know, he's been around for a while and, uh, you know, if he can uh, establish a uh, rapport with Breeze, which I'm sure he has by now, you know, he's going to probably cut into the targets that everyone expects need to get. And so I think that, um, you know, I think I've probably got enough shares of Willie already, but he, yeah. that is a good value. Tyrell Williams, again, another good value. I was actually shopping him in that ECL league uh, when they drafted Mike Williams, and I sent out trade offers to everybody for almost nothing. And then I was kind of glad that nobody was looking at the league site because I read re- them all back, and I'm kind of glad yeah. to have him still on my team. Um, but some other values, I think, too, when you look, go, down, go down the list a bit more, um you know, Moncrief at $10 could be a great value as well. Deshaun Jackson, I think, at, at under, you know, $7 or $9, sorry, we talked about Parker. Um, uh, I think even Calvin Benjamin. I mean, I don't like Calvin that much, but he's only $12 now. What and he has, down tonight? You know, pardon? Another what touchdown tonight? tonight? We'll cam through one to him tonight, yeah. Wow. Just continues to suppress Funchess, hey, Bex? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. And if Funches is still yeah. untradeable, I love it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I think, like, uh, you know how it is. It's like, you, you, oh, I know, man. Tested, you want another kid? I offered you my second born, but you just turned it down. So <laughs> I don't I, want another kid. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, listen. Uh, yeah, um, Pierre Garcon, I really like him. Uh, he's at $10. Cam Meredith, uh, I don't know about that offense too much, but if he gets the majority of the targets, I mean, even a guy like Robbie Anderson, I kind of put him in the same breath as Cameron Meredith. I, I you know, they're, they're in some pretty futile offenses, but, uh, they should be the wide receiver ones with their teams. And so they should, uh, command the majority of the targets. They don't really have tight ends on either team. So, you know, and quite possibly, like I said, with Robbie Anderson, with the Jets is he might have 1.2 fantasy points for the first three quarters and he has a potential to get about 12 or 15 in the fourth quarter yeah. when they're down by 40 and not, they just keep throwing it and the defense is basically in the shower. And you know what? Who cares if they, uh, if, if he gets you those 15 points or something, then they, you know, you're kind of laughing. It doesn't matter at what point in the game they come. So he could be getting the, he could be the king of garbage time this year. Other guys too down in that ballpark. Slim. Cripes. That's, is that enough? <laughs> I don't no, I need to go. Go, buddy. Go, buddy. Okay. go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Oh, well, I kind of wanted to look, catch up on these scores anyway. So go ahead, Slim. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, I've been tweeting old journey. He's just, oh, he's loving the pod tonight. Actually, he's going right. to the road warrior. Part again. of it was he tweeted the first shout out we gave him. So now this will just get him going. Yeah. Get him wound up. Good. So we've good. been going back and forth, just joking back and forth here tonight. But, um, um, so some guys, like I'm going to go down a little further the, down the list. I mean, there's Sneed and I'm, I apologize people. I'm probably the leader in, um, the Willie Sneed. Uh, value right now yeah. on our site because I have him ranked maybe obscenely high. I, he's my wide receiver 14 right now, which um, I changed it a couple of days ago and kind of bumped him up a little bit. And 
felt pretty good about it. Now I look and I'm like, eh, maybe I, I don't know what I did that day, but I'm looking at <laughs> maybe that's a little high. But um, anyway, to go down a little further, I mean, we talked about Devonte Parker. I think he's a good value, and there just seems to be this connection with Cutler. Um, Jeremy Macklin's a guy for six bucks that. Um, if he can yeah. be the wide receiver one in that offense, I mean, there is a lot of potential targets there. We've he talked about this before, man. Like, and he's a good receiver. Yeah. He, yeah. he, forget how good he was because he played with Alex Smith. Right. Alex Smith once had a season where no wide receiver in his team <laughs> caught a touchdown, where he didn't throw a touchdown to a receiver. So, like, I, I don't know how that happens, but, um, like that masks some of the receiver talent that you, that could be around there. So mm-hmm. I think that a guy like Macklin gets overlooked. Uh, Kenny Britt's intriguing to me at three bucks. People knock are kind of knocking him because he's going to Cleveland and we don't necessarily expect that offense to do anything real huge, but do we just remember he just put up a thousand yards playing with Jared Goff yeah. and in maybe one of the worst quarterback seasons statistically. Uh, that we've seen in recent years. So, well, and let's just remember too, that the that the Browns just made an ex quarterback uh, top end receiver too. You know, like the, they still chuck the ball. They still get oh, garbage time. They still what? I mean, if he's the wide receiver well, on there, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some. I like. I think their defense is going to be improved this year, so I don't know if there's going to be as garbage, much gunslinging, yeah. but. Um, but they're still gonna have to pass it. I mean, they're, they're still really only probably like a four win team. So it's not like they're playing with this, uh, with these massive leads all the time. They're not gonna be like the Atlanta Falcons from last year or anything. But, um, then if you want to go really, I guess I better mention Randall Cobb before we start going really cheap. I, I don't know what it is. He's five bucks. For five bucks, I'd like them to get a little cheaper, but, um, I just feel like he can't be dead yet, can he? Like, Devontae <laughs> Adams, I think, could have some touchdown regression from last year. Uh, Jordy Nelson, I think, is still going to be strong. But why can't Cobb get close to a 1,000 yards receiving again and get back, you know, into uh, becoming a more reliable receiver? I, I just – I'd give him one more year if it was me and I can get him for really cheap – um, Ted Ginn, just to echo Blister, because he's yeah. a guy that is the top of my $1 guys. Uh, to me, it was like when Deshaun Jackson went to Tampa Bay. Ted Ginn going to New Orleans, this seems like a perfect fit. He People harp on drops and things like that. Well, there's a lot of guys that drop the ball in the NFL. Brandon Marshall drops the ball as much as any receiver, and like we put him on a pedestal for many years, and rightfully so, because he still scores fantasy points. And Ted Ginn going to the Saints with Drew Brees airing it out deep. This is what they do, man. Like, Ginn is going to be that ultimate boomer bust type guy. And when he's booming, he's going to have, I think he's going to put up some big games. Um, for a buck, perfect, like, wide receiver five or six. Corey Coleman, same thing. I think... We could be a little, maybe a year ahead. I wouldn't be surprised if next year he's like flown up the, the wide receiver rankings and we're drafting him way, way higher. But, uh, for a buck, I'll take a flyer on him this year. Uh, and just because Zay Jones, uh, I know it's kind of a cliche name. Oh no, oh no. Uh, and I don't even, I, I don't even like Zay Jones much. <laughs> I didn't like him coming out. Like I didn't want to drop, go anywhere near him in our dynasty leagues and stuff, but he's cheap and, um, you know, there's, there's going to be targets there. So 
maybe he's a guy like as a one dollar guy you could take a stab at him. JJ Nelson, another guy. Um yeah. because you know, Jerron Brown, I was high on him or sorry, not Jerron Brown. Oh, the wrong John wrong Brown. Brown. John Brown, I was high on him going into this season. It sounded like he was healthy and they'd figured all the stuff out. Now there's not and um they need a wide receiver too there. And I think JJ Nelson, you know, he's fast. Uh, he's a good compliment, I think, to Larry Fitzgerald. So if if the good Brown or the, the yeah. injured Brown does stays injured, then I think J.J. Nelson could be a really sneaky uh, $1 guy that literally has like R, or RB wide receiver, you know, 20 to uh, 15 even upside in that offense. Right. So – for me, I, like, I think if you're going to run the strategy of, uh, big name RB, big name, uh, wide receiver, you know, you want a big, you want a big name number one. I think there's a lot of uh, money to be made or saved with guys like Decker. I think Cole Beasley at a couple of bucks is going to, um, get you numbers that are going to exceed the $2 value. I love the Kenny Britt. Um, I even look, at, you know, you got the feelings, um, Mike Wallace, cause they're going to throw the football around there. I mean, there's names for, Oh, I forgot feeling. Yeah. On I my mean, list. Neither of you Lots. said feeling, which I was surprised about. Um, I like feeling, man. You know, those guys that, um, I, I said Decker, he'd be a guy, you know, um, best ball. You could look at it. Taylor Gabriel, those guys too. Um, Robert Woods could catch a lot of balls still, even with, uh, in a PPR league at under a dollar. So, but I mean, under a dollar, like you can bid under a dollar, but, um, I think that there's a sweet little range in there at about three to six bucks that, uh, you can make a lot of hay. Well, Um, here's my question though, because I agree, but in that range, are you, are you drafting these guys as wide receiver threes? Because like how, most of our leagues, we start three wide receivers. Yeah, it's, it's flexing. I, I hate flex, leagues I'm flexing that don't. here. I'm flexing but, here. I'm thinking because that's where I debate. Like, and this is the trade off, right? If like you go with a more expensive running back and as your RB one, then these are the concessions you got to make. I mean, yeah. Do you I put mean, one of these guys my as wide receiver? Stra- three? My personal strategy, it, like in my head today, is I'm going to go wide receiver heavy, and then sure. you know I'll take one or two of these guys to sit on my bench, knowing that if I've got an injury, and Adam Thielen um, or Ted Ginn could fill the void if I if I needed it, you know, I'm not going to find that same replacement on the waiver wire. I don't think, but uh, I mean, at the same time, if you're going to take uh, Lev Bell and AJ Green, you might, you might have to play one of these guys as your wide receiver three. And so you need the ro- roster construction again, a couple of, uh, high floor guys, cause these guys are the high ceilings, right? So, I don't know. Does that make sense? I think it totally does. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Blister didn't hear one. No, I listened to everything. <laughs> Um, do you guys want to uh, take a look at some tight ends, Blister? Um, again, if we're going to look really as far as the value indicator right now, it's just Jordan Reed. Um, uh, and, I mean, tight ends should be fairly simple because most of them are a buck or two. But who are some guys out a buck or two you're targeting, Blister? Well, I like Jack Doyle if Andrew Luck gets healthier. Um, but then after that, I mean, 
Jason Witten's probably yeah. still going to get a few end zone looks and stuff like yeah. that. I just have a hard time real depending on him. But and Antonio Gates, another older guy that's still going to get a, his share and probably score a few touchdowns for you. Uh, Kobe Fleener has a good strength of schedule. He was pretty disappointing last year. Hopefully this year he can make a, a another leap. But other guys that you can really take a flyer on that, that you know Julius Thomas in Miami scored a touchdown tonight. Austin Hooper in Atlanta, I think those are a couple names that mm-hmm. you know they might even go undrafted in your league. Uh, or if you're looking for a backup tight end, which you know, I don't know if you should be, but <laughs> those are guys that um, have potential. Like I think with Austin Hooper, we're always waiting for uh, Tony Gonzalez to show up again and, and in that offense, and uh, you know that's not happening. But he has talent, and he could, you know, he's, uh, he could make the next step forward. And, and Julius Thomas, they, that's what that ty- that that offense in Miami could use a guy like him, and especially around the red zone. So they have potential that they could you know, be fantasy impactful. But honestly, I don't think a lot of them will even get drafted in your 12 standard 12 team, uh, start one tight end, uh, uh, league. You probably don't even need to draft those guys. Other guys, like I, I don't trust Ebron at all. Um, and the rest of the guys above Ebron pretty much are going to go for five or six bucks. Yeah. Slim, what about you? Tight ends? Uh, blisters. His, a lot of his names are kind of my names. I think yeah. they're a lot of people's names. Like, I, I really do like Austin Hooper. Me too. Um, I just think there's a very good chance that he is going to continue to develop. And, um, I just, yeah, I just think that there's a lot more targets to be had for him in that offense too. I mean, it's a pretty prolific offense and, uh, you want tight ends in those offenses and, and I'm Jason Witten's another guy like football. Yeah. I mean, and he's young. I mean, he, had some good production in college. Like he's got a lot of things to like. I just, it's a hard position to learn. Um, anybody who thinks a tight end just comes in and just starts playing right away is it just, just doesn't happen. So to me, he's following a pretty good kind of career trajectory so far. I don't think it's to be down on. I'd love to see him take this next step. And I think he's got a good chance to, um, but yeah, Witten's another guy. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I, he's freaking angelist, man. Like, yeah, and he's not gonna, he's got a very, to me, very, I don't want to say very low ceiling. He's got a low ceiling, but he's got a high floor. Right. So if you're going cheap, like going for a dollar guy, you've obviously spent your money on other things. Um, you want not, you know, fairly consistent production. I think he'll be consistent. He's going to get targets and, uh, you know, he's not going to catch you, you know, a dozen touchdowns or anything like that, but he'll rack up four or five, uh, catches in a game and we saw last year a couple times with defenses play the Cowboys a certain way. Dak has no problem just dumping off to Witten time after time after time and there'll be that odd game where he probably gets 12 targets. So um yeah, a lot of those kinds of guys uh, if you want to go really deep it sounds kind of cliche because I feel like I've been on this bandwagon for a couple yeah. years but I, I like ASJ yeah, this year. Too, I mean I, yes, the offense is going to be trash. The quarterback play is probably going to be really trash. Um, but somebody's going to catch some passes there. Um, so why not him? He could very well be the most talented receiver on that team. Uh, he was super talented in college. Clearly he had some issues as a pro. Uh, it sounds like he's got it cleaned up, you know, went into rehab and he's lost a lot of weight and devoted himself, uh, you know, to fitness and stuff again and got rid of a lot of the bad things he was doing in his life in terms of substance abuse and 
things like that. So, I mean, those are all good signs. I mean, a healthy guy that is very athletic, um, we typically kind of like those kinds of profiles. So why can't he, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be like the tight end three or anything this year, but if you're going super cheap and want to take a flyer for essentially free and you, with the uh, chance that you're just going to cut him anyways in a couple of weeks, then then go ahead and, and, and take him. So, yeah, that's kind of it for tight end. It's, it, it's, there's a lot of dollar guys yeah, there. A lot of dollar guys, and we've said it before, the, you know, 8 through 18 are a crapshoot. You know, you never know. You don't know what's happening there, so... Um, what about uh, DST Slim? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kickers, who's a value kicker? Suck it. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, and I think we are. I already gave my message on how to um, draft the DST. So we I thought it was eloquent too. I really liked it. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, anyways, those are some value guys uh, heading into your draft for this weekend or next weekend. Well, I mean, obviously we're going to stay at it, but this is a big weekend for us in particular. So we've been doing a lot of work uh, personally trying to get ready for it. So we've shared with you that content. Hopefully the other nine guys in our league uh, don't listen to this podcast to get an idea. But you know what? Go ahead. Price and force a dollar guy. Bid him up to two bucks. I got another one. You know, it'll be, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. Oh, shots fired. That's coming out. <laughs> um, Come at me, bro. Hey, uh, just, just to give you a quick recap. Um, I'm in this, uh, data force league right now. I only got two guys. I got Julio for 49 and AJ green for 46. And so now I'm kind of sitting and, uh, um, that's where I'm at right now. Some good values just to let you guys know. Out there, um, I thought DeAndre Hopkins at 29 was a decent pickup. I did see who else did I see that was a reasonable pickup. Um, Dez at 29 was pretty good. Um, JGI at 36 is a nice price, but uh, I did see Zeke go for 60 and David Johnson also for 60. Thoughts? That's for the fences, right? Buddy, um, no, I didn't. You know that I'm not that bold, but I mean, yeah, that's swinging for the fences. It is. Yeah, yeah. but it's kind of oh, a yeah. fun, fun, fun little, uh, fun little league so far. Just kind of watching it go. Well, I'm not sitting in meetings, Buster, looking at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a hoverer, yeah. there was a hoverer. Did you notice the hoverer? There was yeah. some hovering. Anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, that's value, guys. If you're heading into your auction this weekend, uh, don't forget, if you want to read a bunch, a bunch of articles on auction and you want our sheets, head to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Become a member, $14.95. If uh, you're just crunching numbers right now and are looking for the spreadsheets, click on the orange button on the website. Become a patron. Uh, five Smash will get you our sheets. Uh, don't forget to download them using the, uh, file menu. It's right there. Um, so that I don't have to reshare it with you or any of those types of things. Um, that'll help me so that I can spend time on my draft prep. Um, you can uh, email us with long-winded questions at 140 characters. We'll do it. It's uh, football auctioneer at gmail.com and, uh, slim still 
crushes the Twitter at fantasy auction. Um, anything else to add guys, uh, heading into the busy weekend? Oof. No, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Looking forward to the draft. Hopefully the weather cooperates for our golf game and yes. yeah, it should be good. Uh, so then know, any, right? any trash talk for, um, uh, BWW and the, uh, well, you can't have your room then. You want to, yeah, uh, that's Bush League. So we're going to have to <laughs> leave a message when we leave there. Something <laughs> to make that extra 20 I love that, the, that the lawyer, the lawyer is uh, interested in getting involved. I thought that's pretty good. <laughs> then he talked to a good too. lawyer. Then he talked to a good lawyer. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, at least he could put us in touch with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have like black or somebody take a big old dump in a toilet or something before we go and plug it or just leave it or whatever. Maybe we'll flood the bathroom or something. Just do a stack in there. there like, you go. Uh, yeah. like a wing bowl on the, on the stern. They talk about that wing bowl that they just pile on like the over the toilet seat. Pile take on. a flat screen off the wall. That's what I was it. Go big. Yeah. I thought we paid for okay, that. Hey, look over there. <laughs> well, I, hey, last year I think I ate a couple pounds of wings and then a couple hours later actually then ate a, uh, a, a Sammy and some fries and then a went, skillet at Perkins. Yeah. So, and then a skillet at <laughs> Perkins. Then maybe I'll go back and take the dump. So it was a three meal night, maybe a three meal dump after. Yeah. Last year, wasn't it only about 35 bucks or 40 bucks for the whole yeah, time we were there? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> two, two suppers, two suppers and eight, eight hours of drinks. Suppers <laughs> and, like, what? Yeah, yeah, way too many uh, tap beers. But, yeah, so hopefully that stays the same this year. Yeah. That is sweet. Anyways. Yeah. Right. Are right. you my roommate, Bucket? Um, you my well, roommate? I, we haven't. Uh, you my roommate last year? I think I was your roommate last year. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm not assigning anything. It's not hockey. It's not part of your duties and responsibilities as a commissioner to, uh, no, room assignment. We're all middle-aged men going down. We <laughs> pick our own roommates. I'm not worried about feelings getting hurt. If you shaft somebody, Greg maybe wants to go with one of you guys and doesn't get in. And <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I was just looking at ve- at vehicles at the drive blister and thought yeah. uh, the, the, the brothers would probably um, shack up mm-hmm. and hold each other's we hands. Have, and, we have and a then, five pack, I think, though, in our vehicle. So, oh, is there? Who do you we got? We got a, a number. We got a van, though, man. It's gonna be yeah. Hey, I'm, van? I'm easy. Oh yeah, we're it's taking gonna be, It's gonna are, be about three in, the, three in the morning. I don't really. As long as there's yeah. an empty bed, yeah. I still got a great picture of C from last year. Uh, in the morning trying to push him out of bed. It's a great pick. I'll have to pull that out. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, make, maybe I'll make it the, um, if I can find it, maybe I'll make it the um, picture for this post for the show notes draft prep and then just him sleeping in bed. That would be good. Would that be good or would that hurt? Would that be, Sounds should good. I ask for permission? I don't know. <laughs> What's the one you want me to say? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Enough. Right. We do enough banter to front end that no one, no one's. Well, actually, we still have two viewers. I don't know if it's uh, the Road Warrior and uh, and Mahoney are still um, listening. But anyways, um, anyways, guys, uh, good stuff. Blister, I will be texting you tomorrow night to t- keep you in the loop as what's yeah. going on in the in our inaugural EBL draft. And, 6.30. Uh, 
630 start? 630 local? I think so, yeah. Um, And uh, Slim, I will uh, see you at a liquor store on Saturday morning. Yes, sir. Perfect. And for the rest of you, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies, I'll be coming back.